One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult Hello and welcome to the post-WrestleMania pre-recorded. Yes, it was done three weeks ago, so God help us if we have changed our minds about the results. And as always, for hopefully not too long, you are looking at Matthew in his kitchen, Jack in, in the his box. Room. All right, yeah, in the living room. There we go. And Ross on the couch. How the hell are you both? Getting there. I'll I'll go first. I'll dive in there. That was my Um, fault. I apologise. Getting there, Matthew, after a hectic weekend of staying up all night and drinking all day and staying up all night and drinking all day. Because I can't sleep insomnia. It's terrible. How are you, Jack? I've had a bit of an eventful one. Uh, I lost my house key today, but then I found it because where have I been? Nowhere. So it was in the house. Um, And just before... Just before coming on here to record this podcast, I, I now can't find my phone. But it'll again, it'll be around, won't it? Because I've not been anywhere. So yeah, getting a bit sick of this whole lockdown crack now. But yeah, how are you, Matthew? After hearing the the woes you've been going through in my life, my issues just pale in comparison, to be honest with you, Jack. <laughs> so I appreciate you cheering me up there. Yeah. Now nah, I'm doing fine. WrestleMania's out the way. It's a big old hurdle we've all leapt over. So well done, lads. I believed in you. You've done it. I think we should talk about it one more time. Yeah. What is that? Oh, what a great, great idea. Night one. We'll do this as quickly as possible because God knows enough colorholic content out there about WrestleMania. But night one started with Bliss and Cross defeating Kabuki Warriors. And the match I thought was way uh, past expectations I had because who cares about the women's tag titles? Uh, Ross, quick thoughts? I can't remember a single thing from it, Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) That was a quick thought. Jack. Um, I thought it was pretty good. The only issue was that Kyrie saying elbow drop pinfall breakup where there was a oh, very yeah. obvious camera cut. But apart from that, it was fine. See, I actually liked it because that type of camera work I appreciate when they do it in proper wrestling. So I was like, one, two, uh, you know, a shot mm. cut, they call it in the business. Uh, mm. Elias defeated Baron Corbin. You know, that crippling back injury that he sustained on SmackDown. Well, Elias didn't. Jack, what do you think? Elias is the hardest man in WWE. He survived getting thrown off a platform, came back, smashed Corbin with a guitar, and then beat him with a roll-up, which was odd. But well done. It's, it's weird and nice to see Elias get a win at WrestleMania as well. Biggest win of his career. Yeah, one of three. That's my phone going off. Ross? Uh, yeah, it was a, a spine-tingling WrestleMania moment. Will he come out? Will he not come out? Oh, he's there. Thank goodness he's alive. And he got his revenge for almost being murdered by getting a sneak victory at WrestleMania. But he uh, gets the I, winner's purse. 
Like it does get the winner's share of the purse. But I think that the referee in that case, Mrs. Jessica, I forget in a second name, I call her Jessica Cena because she shouts all the spots so you can hear them. <laughs> uh, she just ignored Michael Cole on commentary. Michael Cole screaming, he grabbed the tights, he grabbed the tights, and she can't hear him say that. Come on, come on. <laughs> Some of those tennis umpires just completely in the zone, ignoring everybody. Uh, Becky Lynch defeated Shayna Baszler, and I thought it was a very good match. All things considered, it was a they good battered match, each but... other. There is one way to beat Shayna Baszler, and one way only. That is the What's only that? way to beat that. That is it. Doing the old reversal oh. of the the old clutch there. Kyrie Sane did it, I think. Becky's now done it. I'm sure there'll be another example from somewhere. That's the only way you beat her. I think you might be right there, actually. Yeah, that's the, that's a good point, Ross. That's why you get paid the big bucks, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Becky Lynch fan, obviously, but I don't, even I don't think she should have won this match. I think it was a strange booking decision. It doesn't just make Shayna look worse; it makes all the women she destroyed in that elimination chambé look bad as well. Yeah, I, the match itself was good, but I really wasn't a fan of the booking decision. Oh, it's bad news for Mandy Rose and uh, Natalia. Uh, Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan to retain the title. And I like this. I like Sami Zayn being a sneaky knacker. Jack, what did you think? I also like Sami Zayn being a sneaky knacker, but I prefer Sami Zayn being one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's forgotten how to wrestle. But he's a good heel. Daniel Bryan's a good, good at everything. So it was all right. It wasn't that bad. Ross? Yeah, I agree. I just don't understand why we all know Sami Zayn. Unless you've started watching wrestling in the past six months or so, you, you know Sami Zayn's a fantastic wrestler, yet for some reason he's not allowed to wrestle. But it's weird because he's also great in this like Bobby Heenan weasel manager role. He also does that very well as well, so it's a hard one. But I just think they should let him wrestle because he can, and it just seems a bit stupid that he's not been allowed to, mm. or is choosing not to in, in the kayfabe, if you want. Mm. It was still a good match, though. He traded his wrestling skill in for more hair. <laughs> and then we got the tag title ladder match. Oh, no, we didn't. Oh, wait, we did. With John Morrison defeated Kofi Kingston and Jimmy Uso for reasons not explained on the show. Uh, that weird bit aside, God, John Morrison is apparently ageless, uh, just like Jack the Jobber. And <laughs> God, I was not expecting to do this much at this point of his career in front of this crowd uh, in this match. Jack, he was astonished as I am. I was. John Morrison's like my absolute hero now. He was amazing in this. They were all good, though. I liked Jimmy Uso's trash talk. I liked Kofi's silly hair. But Morrison was great. And I, I didn't mind the finish. I saw a few people saying the finish was bad. But I quite liked it with him falling. And that must have hurt as well. And he got the belts. So, yeah, I, 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 it was one of my favourite matches of, of the weekend. What about Ross? I very much agree. You can see why he is the first ever five-star wrestling champion. <laughs> held that title for almost <laughs> just over, over two years, was it? He held that thing for. <laughs> Many defeating all comers <laughs> yeah. um, but I he was he was all three of them were good weren't they and Jimmy Uso as well proven he might just be as hard if not harder than Elias because he got pushed off the ladder and then landed splat on the floor then two seconds later he's up and back in the ring amazing I just yeah the, the finish was good for a heel because it was a bit like children like no it's mine and then he falls down and I, I thought I quite liked it hmm. I liked it did need a something, <laughs> yeah. but maybe they can add it in for the director's cut. Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins in one half Ring of Honor main event from 2010, and then the next PWG Guerrilla Warfare match. So I rather like these two bits together. But what did 
the number one best commentator with the name Ross in his title. Think about it. Jim. Yay. <laughs> um, I just it was obviously a good match, but it was it was always going to be with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. But did did Kevin do a Sid in his little his little challenge for Seth? He's like, you want to claim you're half the man you say you are, or something? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. I didn't hear. That. I thought he meant he cacked himself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he attacked Seth with a pair of scissors. No. <laughs> No, that was that's my abiding memory, and obviously jumping off the. That is the only time they'll probably ever be able to do that thing where everyone's wanted it for years. Shame at man to jump off the WrestleMania sign. That's the only time they'll ever probably be able to do it. I'm very happy they did. It was a WrestleMania moment finally for Kevin, who's done bugger all at WrestleMania. Nothing. <laughs> it was good though. Um, I agree as well. It was one of my favourite matches of the weekend. Like the ladder match, this little stretch of matches, I was like, this is shaping up to be really good. Um, and generally, I thought they did well with what they could, but yeah, loved Kev jumping off the sign. He probably did cack himself because it was scary. I, I mean, it looked nasty. I don't think they even had like a, you know, when Shane jumped off the cell, I know that was higher, but they had like an air balloon under the table. I don't think they had one. I think he just landed on the table. It looked nasty, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. Aye, best example of someone dying after jumping off a sign since the Black Dahlia murder. And Braun Strowman... <laughs> wait, wait, is that a theory? That she jumped off the Hollywood sign? It's not a theory. It's a what? game theory. Wait, I'm, confu- then, I'm so confused. Uh, never mind. I'm just popping oh, myself here. Okay, right, never mind. Braun Strowman defeated Goldberg in a match that had such interesting hype, such mega interest that only Triple H could <laughs> promise it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, what was that about? Actually, we'll talk about that when we talk about SmackDown. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. Braun defeated Goldberg. Usually, I'd be like, but Braun win the title finally with no hype. I'll take angry Braun, the indie wrestler hater, beating Goldberg in like two minutes. Then anything to do with Goldberg involving the title, I'm happy. It's lesser of two evils, but that's just me, Jack the Optimist. What do you think? Um, I, I'm the same as you. I think just I'll take it. Because since this news has come out that Goldberg <laughs> demanded to beat The Fiend in Saudi Arabia so he can still be a hero to the kids, um, and then <laughs> dropped it to Strowman, I, it, fine, you know what, fine. I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan of Bill. I know that Ross has met him and says he's a lovely man, which is nice to hear, but in this instance, I'm glad he lost in seconds. <laughs> Ross? Very much the same after learning that news. Matthew apparently. If the fiend, an evil thing, toppled Goldberg, the kids could no longer believe in this superhero called Goldberg. That is that was apparently Goldberg's actual reason for lobbying to well, he used the word lobbying to for wanting to beat the fiend. But yeah, I'm I don't care. Don't care about Braun. I'm just I guess I'm just the same. I'm happy that it's a, on a guy who's around today and not just around a couple of days a year. Uh, I don't know. Wrestle Talk were reporting that it may have been Jeff Hardy, or that Jeff Hardy was considered. Can you imagine how how would you book Jeff Hardy to beat Goldberg? In the match, how does he beat him? <clears throat> the twist of fury, of course. <laughs> I've got no idea. A roll up with the tights. <laughs> just like yeah. avoid him for five minutes and then schoolboy. <laughs> yeah, Go in the run ring, up. round round the ring like that in a square shape. He gets confused the- by those. <laughs> the way the kids still look up. Sorry, the, what kids are looking up to Goldberg? His kids. 
<laughs> oh, his. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's right. Mini Goldberg. No, all um, of the children in the world look up to Goldberg. All of the, all the, of way the that, children. <laughs> the way that Jeff Hardy runs as well would make that so funny with his big swoopy arm motion. Yeah. <laughs> Chase me, Bill. <laughs> And what could possibly follow the spectacle of Goldberg losing and making millions of kids cry? Oh, I know. The Boneyard match. Where Undertaker defeated AJ Styles with their help from Metallica. And it's straight <laughs> to sci-fi. Video channel exclusive film set. Ross, there are many words for this. But I'll let you have most of them. Fantastic. There you go. There's one word. I just thought, obviously, expectations were muddy. I think is the word to use heading into this one. We didn't know what the hell to expect, but every single Undertaker match from here on out needs to be one of these silly post-production edited, all this malarkey needs to be. And he's just... The only thing I didn't like about this match was the fake punch noises. That's the only thing I didn't like. The rest of it was fantastic. (laughs) I think that this was like... Someone tweeted me on the night, because I said, like, this is like Undertaker's ultimate fantasy... And someone replied saying, like, 30 years of IOUs and he's cashed them in all in one match. Because he just looked like the most badass man ever. (laughs) I feel... I'm glad it went well. I feel a bit bad for Styles because he's been made to look like such a dick in this whole feud. (laughs) But um, Well, now he's dead, so yeah. So that's fine. Doesn't matter. Go out on your back, etc. I want to know how he's going to come back. How's he going to come back? How do you? Undertaker is obviously like a supernatural being. He, it's fine for him. It makes complete sense. Yeah. But for AJ Styles, he died. His hand was lifeless under the sun, under six feet of sand or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> how does he? How is he going to come? Is he going to come back with like supernatural powers? Imagine if he just came back as a ghost. What? <laughs> Put him in a sheet. Oh, what? <laughs> How are they gonna? Uh, one thing I, I just hope they don't just have him come back and be a bit rattled. Like there needs to be, excuse me, there needs to be some kind of change to AJ Styles. Maybe Wait moves on easy. Bed pan scene, <laughs> and the thwonk is what wakes him back up and brings him back to life. <laughs> Who thwonks him? Gallows. Who would thwonk him? <laughs> I bet there'd be a big old cute to thwonk AJ Styles. Thwonk <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah, I, I agree with most of that, especially the Thwonken. But the Thwonk community? <laughs> this is the one benefit of the whole thing we find ourselves in, is the fact they had to pre-record this. And one of the plans they had, guaranteed it was going to be anywhere near as good as having pre-recorded, edited Undertaker, acting like the John Wayne fantasy he still thinks he is. Fantastic. Mm. And I agree, they're going to have to have him pre-edited every time now, rather than come out do one choke slam or still wearing his hat. Did you so, watch the first uh, 15 minutes of that documentary that got coming up about him? About the Undertaker? Nah, it, it, there was no Metallica, oh, so... My God, it looks sad. Just like how he struggles to just get around and stuff like that. And it's just, why, is he, why does he keep coming back? But obviously now they've found a remedy for it, just have him come back all the time. But having live matches, I think, has got to be a thing of the... What's that? For, like, I can't wait for it to come out, the full thing, but the first 15 minutes is really... Sobering's the word... When you're looking at Undertaker. I mean, I guess you are thinking, oh, this must be how he is living these days. But then when you actually see it, it's a bit like, oh, poor fella. Oh, I watched um, 
the brawl for all dark side of the ring and draws draws his draws his draws his he seems like a pretty optimistic and upbeat guy which is great but it's just quite harrowing seeing him and then compared to seeing him on screen in the 90s when he's all like you know huge and that and it's just quite sad but it was an interesting episode though JR is blatantly livid that Steve Williams got knocked out. It's so funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just to go off the rest of you for a bit, that episode was great because it did give you so many like perspectives on inside the wrestling scene and how some people were right and wrong. And the worst of Cornette and Ross there was like, well, Steve Williams is going to be a big star. And Russo actually sounds sensible for once going, it was 1998. Yeah. <laughs> you just cost us $5 million. What, did he have five winning lottery tickets in his trousers at the time he got knocked out or something, mate? Nah, there was no way uh, Steve Williams could be a success. And then everyone goes, well, what about giving the push to Bark Gunn? And Ross is like... Bark Gunn seemed like a lovely man. He seemed like a lovely man. He did, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Good for him. It's a shame shame that Nima mates once a year do beat up and watch him versus Butterbean. What? Why? (laughs) Because it is just amazing it happened. Right. <laughs> All right, lads. Here's your big push. Ooh, main event with Steve Austin. No, you're gonna fight Butterbean for real. <laughs> did Johnny Knoxville oh. put up a better fight against Butterbean than Bart Gunn did? Because I'm sure Butterbean smacked Johnny Knoxville about on John- Jackass. He got a few body shots in, didn't he, Johnny Knoxville, in that shop? Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because Knoxville didn't try and box with the professional boxer. <laughs> but Bart Gunn's like, you know, I've knocked out JBL. I right, come on, Butterbean. You're nothing, mm. ye. But we digress. Night two of uh, big-ass WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley. And side note, I didn't know that Rhea Ripley was supposed to be dressed as uh, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Until, of all people, who was it? Some nerd like Xavier Woods or maybe Kenny Omega. No, until Tom Campbell tweeted about it. <laughs> a nerdy member of staff. Uh, oh, hang on now. You've not... Who's the, Richard Tubman is the most unnerdy member of staff. Do you not think? Dick Tubbs is unnerdy. Dick Tubbs used to be a DJ. It's a good job he's not here to listen to all this abuse we've given him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from this bit of cosplay. I like the match. It was very well done. Uh, Charlotte Hall, I'm going to yell whilst explaining the plot of the match. Ha, 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 woo. Thing actually works in an empty arena better than it does in a non-empty arena. Not happy with the finish, but that's just me. Salty than jobbed wife. Jack, what do you think? Um, at the time I hated it I thought it was a good match I thought they both did well it was like southern wrestling wasn't it all the leg work and all the selling but at first I hated it but now I'm coming around to the idea as long as Rhea Ripley moves to I'm assuming Smackdown not Raw because Shane is on Raw I guess she'll move to Smackdown because the idea of Charlotte against like Io Shirai and all these members of the NXT women's roster that's pretty exciting, but only as long as Rhea continues to get a push. Because if this is how it ends, if she gets the Asuka treatment after Asuka lost to Charlotte, then I'm going to be quite disappointed. What did you think, Ross? Oh, it was a great match. My main takeaway was the screaming. I think <laughs> Mies is still ringing today as we're sat here on Thursday. Um, yeah, it was just a good match, wasn't it? Uh, mm. Working the knee, old-fashioned. As you say, Charlotte doing the chops while explaining how good she is. I'm all about that. But it's, was there nothing to those reports that her work visa had expired, which is why she had to lose? Oh, I have to I have to get on this. PW Insider. I think my favourite thing about that website is the fact that they definitely don't just print a story without checking to see if it's true first, like a proper journal. 
Rhea Ripley responded to these accusations that she'd been deported back to Australia by going, no, I'm still in America. Here's a video of me still in America. <laughs> awesome. I have to give I have to give a shout out to Aidan, one of our members of staff who did a bit of actual journalism here. Um, yeah, I know. Um, he we should fire him. <laughs> <clears throat> he went. He saw this and he thought, "I'm going to fact check this because it doesn't." Her going back to Australia seems a bit sudden. So he went on an Instagram story and saw that she was still in the same place as she'd been in a previous Instagram picture. So he's connected the dots there. Well done, Aiden. Well done, Aiden. And I remember that post because he said, no, the koalas outside a window are just because she's right next to a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. As that the was Black defeated. <laughs> that was, yeah. I'm As the Black defeated Bobby Lashley in a match that deserved the two sentences of hype they gave it on Raw, did what they could. Some stuff happened. Uh, any thoughts from either of you? It was a very Raw match, as in, like, not like, you know, it should have happened on a Monday. It did happen, no. Yeah, aye, should have happened on a Monday. Yeah, Lana doesn't know anything about wrestling. We knew that already. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine, wasn't it? A couple of brutal moves, that uh, belly, to belly, uh, belly to belly on the floor was a bit gnarly. But I was just, yeah, I don't understand why. They had two roles, I think, between announcing it and WrestleMania, and they did nothing. I didn't understand why they did that. Why did Lana, why was she so angry at Bobby when he was going for his move? She didn't go, all right, Bob, do a spear instead. She was like, spear! She was so angry. And then... Yeah, and the, yeah, Alistair was, was knocked out when she said that, so the, the spear was impossible. Right? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to stand him up. Mafu. And then, one of the highlights of the weekend, Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler. Clean as a whistle. And... Love conquers all, I think is the expression. I think you forgot it then. Jack, you know all about love and conquering. What do you think? <laughs> wait, 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 what? But more about the segues than on the wrestling analysis this week. Um, <laughs> it was just pure, like, Linda McMahon hoofing Vince, wasn't it? It was like that. Like, not hoofing like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we know that she has at least twice because shade and stuff. But um, it was pure, like, just good guy ending. Yeah. I I enjoyed it for what it was. Stop laughing. <laughs> Sorry, a joke just walked past the window. Ross, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it was just fantastic. Emotional scenes. This is the one match of the entire weekend that I'm thinking what could have been. Just thinking about the crowd being there and reacting to it and just how much more it would have been. But it was still a fantastic WrestleMania moment. One for the big lads. Yay. Take that, ab people. <laughs> ab people. Where do the where do the where do the neutrals lie here who aren't big lads and aren't ab people either? Got to side with Otis, I suppose. Where 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 Tucker on the sideline going? Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, I was worried when Tucker and Mandy weren't there at ringside to begin with. I was thinking, oh, there's something up here. I thought I, I just. I, I'm guessing the hacker's going to get involved afterwards. Yeah, it must be Mustafa. That, it's got to be Ali, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mustafa the hacker. Colonel, no, not him. Yeah, Mustafa the Hack. <clears throat> and then from one comedy to the next, Edge defeated Randy Orton <laughs> in 35 minutes or so. And look, I'll give them their due. This wasn't a great spectacle by any means, but it's Edge. He's been away for nine years. 
they're doing what they can with the situation they've got. It wasn't going to be a 10-minute match and then, oh no, one, two, three, roll up, was it? So I'll give them that. And they did what they could. But I think there was one minute that took uh, a lot out of the match and distracted quite a few people, uh, given that the Dark Side of the Rings current schedule. Uh, Ross, do you want to do the honours? Um, so, yeah, we saw Edge hanging from gym equipment. That's what we saw, Matthew. <laughs> what I pray on that. Uh, I can't believe that happened, especially after that. Well, I can't believe it happened to begin with, but especially after that, Dark Side of the Ring was just so recently out, with it being so fresh in people's minds, I guess. I just, it was a bit, bit misplaced, a bit weird, a bit. Was that someone being like a devilish, oh, they'll never think we'll do this, oh, we'll go do it anyway? I don't know. There were so many props they could have used, and they did, yeah. and they didn't have to do that spot. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, it, it's the most culturally relevant WWE's been in years to the outside world. Uh, couldn't have come at a worse time. Also, a special note, amongst all the violence and cameramen get knocking down to disguise the camera cuts, which I thought was all right, bit of Alfred Hitchcock there, was the random appearance of thing number one, from Cat in the Hat appearing on one of the giant stickers on one of the big travel boxes that they have. Oh, yeah. What was that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but Ronnie was like, I hate you, Edge. I'll get you. I've got more grit than you. Ooh. And all you saw was just... <laughs> oh, I laughed. No, I just, no, Matthew, I've got to tell you what happened there. My headphones, right, are wireless and they're connected to this laptop. But as you said the punchline of your joke there, you went, and it's almost as if Jack's iPhone lost. I was like, what? <laughs> so I don't know what you said there, but I'm sure it was good. Oh, your laptop talks to you? No, my headphones. And, oh, your um, headphones talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry. And she's saying that my iPhone's lost, which is true. I, I don't know where it is. So there we go. Oh, I see you got company in these self-isolation times. The Street Profits somehow retained their titles against the mighty 0-1 team of Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Good uh, match, though. Fast pace. I guess. I didn't really care. But we did get one swing debut. What happened, Ross? Yeah, Bianca Belair came out at the end. Raw debut. Set off her... Well, she's officially on Raw now, isn't she? After this week's Monday Night Spectacular. A little few with Zelina Vega. Yeah, she's there. Good for her. She she didn't win the NXT Championship after so many tries. So I guess you've got to move her on. Because how many times can she have a try at the belt without winning? Good. I like Bianca Belair. Very charismatic. Very strong. Then Bailey defeated the rest <laughs> of the women's division on SmackDown to retain the title. I didn't care about this match, but I guess the action was nice. But the division's just teed. I, I don't care about any of them apart from Naomi, and they're not doing anything with her. But that's just me. Jack, are you a bit more happier? A little bit. I enjoyed this match for what it was. I'm glad it was elimination. I didn't even realise it was elimination until the first elimination. Then I was like, oh, right, we're doing elimination then. But um, mm. I enjoyed it. Your microphone it. just cut out. Are you still here, Jack? Hello? One, two, three. Can I you can hear me? you now, but there was a big gap <clears throat> of silence there. I think that um, I enjoyed this match for what it was. Um, and I think that Lacey Evans has improved a lot. She seems really good now. Um, yeah, she's tolerable now. Yeah, well, she, yeah and, and like... And the women's right she hit on, um, was it Sasha? That was fantastic. That was almost as good as your joke about the women's right that time. And also, <laughs> um, what was my other, my last thought as well? Oh, I'm excited for this storyline to, to carry on because I think Sasha will turn face or should and then maybe win money in the bank. 
But yeah, Ross, how sad were you when Tamina got eliminated? It was a it was a double edged sword to be fair, because obviously on one hand they've uh, shown Tamina the respect she deserves being the most charismatic and best wrestler. They've all ganged up on the the person they're aspiring to being to get out of the match. But on the other hand, it's not fair, is it? Okay. It's an elimination match. It's everyone for themselves, and they all gang up on Tamina. Matthew Tamina is fantastic. I don't know if you knew this. I did not. I'm getting, know I'm getting that. emotional watch... now just speaking about it. Eh? I should watch more Colorholic. I know as much as you. Yes, that's right. Tamina is fantastic. You heard it here first. <laughs> By the way. If you want to see all our reactions, both nights are up now on cultaholic.com. Wow, uh, YouTube.com slash cultaholic. That's right. That website worked. Well. Yeah, I can't believe it worked. Shout out to I Sam and Owen. <laughs> it Sam was a weird experience sitting in my flat somewhere own, just shouting all the way through the night. That was a weird experience. I didn't think it was going to come together, but it somehow has. So all the Owen. credit to uh, Sam, Owen, and Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Very good stuff. Lovely. And mm. I hope you're able to explain the noises you made during the next match, aka the highlight of WrestleMania, <coughs> aka maybe my pick for Hall of Fame. We'll see what happens. The Fiend maybe defeated John Cena in the Firefly Funhouse. My God in heaven. I'm interested to see what you two uh, non-subscribers to Calle de Cinema have to say about this. Jack, <laughs> you go first. This was my favourite of the three cinematic matches we've seen this week. Um, I thought it was really fun. Uh, and I thought Cena was class in it. He was so self-deprecating. When 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 Bray Wyatt sang Nikki Bella's theme tune at him, I think my eyes popped out my head. I was like, you can't do that. The NWO stuff was cool. Um, it was all just great. Ross. I want to ask you both the question, what did we see? What was that? Was it a dream? What like What did we see? Because I still haven't worked it out in my head, what we saw. Uh, it was ama- it was amazing. It was fantastic, captivating all the way through. But I want to know what we saw. What was that, Ross? It was beautiful. <laughs> but what was it, Matthew? <laughs> I've said my answer. <laughs> Tamina is fantastic, and that match is beautiful. <laughs> that was Jack. it. Yeah. Jack. Um, oh, sorry. Um, I have no idea. Was it a dream? Was it? Did he drug him before the match? That's what I was edging towards, yeah. Drugged him. I was just sat there wondering all the way through, like, how is he getting Cena changed at these different attires and making them do these different things? Like, how's how's that happening there? How did how did John get to the Firefly Funhouse to begin with? I'm normally a bit of a, I'm normally a bit of a stickler for logic, but I think that we'll just drive ourselves mad if we try and answer these questions. <laughs> so I don't think we can. Yeah. <laughs> And then to finish, uh, sorry, anticlimatically, Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar in a match that clearly Brock Lesnar had the Uber waiting for him as he went out the curtain and could not wait to get out of this taping, which may or may not have finished around five in the morning. So on one half, I can't blame him. Oh, that match did not go on at five in the morning. That'll have been the first match this year. <laughs> That's probably a good point, actually. Yeah, who am I kidding? Uh, it happened... Brock did not deliver his usual good match he has with little lads. Maybe it's because Drew was a big lad. Maybe he couldn't be asked. I don't know. But Drew's a champion. I'm happy with that. The rest of the match, didn't care about. He's yeah. a, he deserves it, though, Drew. I'm really glad. Um, he's a lovely man as well, from my limited interactions with him. Seems like a nice bloke. And uh, there was just a bit of a nice outpouring of support for him on Twitter. And then Heath Slater was buzzing as well, because... Three-man band for life and all that. Well, yeah. That was emotional, that. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy the match? Drew, Drew's mom and stuff like that. Yes. That was sad. Did you enjoy the match? I did for what it was. I know people are going to go, oh, it was the same match as Braun and Goldberg, but like, I'd rather watch that than sort of 25 suplexes and then Drew fighting his way back. We've seen that a million times, haven't we? This was... Explosions are fun, aren't they, when they happen quickly? <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. No, that was nice, that, Ross. Write that yeah. one down. Okay. And I'm surprised, though, that after the WWE BT Sports account uploaded that like promo package of Drew um, in the Scottish Highlands with two kegs going up like Rocky Four, that they didn't use that. I'm yeah. Like, that was, that, was that just for social media? Because, all right, it was nice and everything, but I was waiting to see it, you know. On WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Hey, well, he did obviously didn't need it because he won the title. So overall, I think WrestleMania's and person's enjoyment of WrestleMania will all depend on if you can stomach the fact that there's no crowd. I think, like everyone said, they did the best they could with what they had. And if you like the Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse, because if you couldn't enjoy those two, this was not the show for you. <laughs> Any closing thoughts on this year's WrestleMania, lads? Starting with Ross. Way exceeding expectations. I thought it was great, me. Couple of matches went a bit too long. Couple of matches we didn't need to see. But by and large, I was smiling more than I was frowning. And I think that's well done to them. I think it's been part of one of the weirdest week or two in wrestling history. <laughs> because we've had all these crazy matches. And that, I watched Matthew, by the way, when I skimmed the first half hour that that. 50-odd minute match between Fujita and Shiozaki where they stared each other down. So the past few weeks have just been absolutely insane. And WrestleMania was like the crazy cherry on the cake of insanity. That's my closing thoughts. Oh, beautiful, Jack. Somewhere WrestleMania 32 is breathing a sigh of relief that is no longer <laughs> the weirdest WrestleMania of all time. <coughs> Even with the cereal boxes, Saiyans, and Zack Ryder winning a singles title. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And now it's time for everyone's favourite segment, the Hall of Fame. And in condescending order from last week, Don Lewis from Tiger King, 11%. Well done, well said, yeah. Well. <laughs> no, down, down there. In the tiger belly. Fountains of maybe, Wayne. Maybe Stacey, we say, Allegedly, maybe. allegedly, sorry. <laughs> she did it. Fountains of Wayne, Stacey's mom. In brackets, has been fed to the tiger. 18%. But first, first, by a country mile, look at that. Retail workers of the UK and Ireland, 70%. Yes. We're in it together, comrades. That was, of course, my pick. So thank you very much. I got some very pleasant messages from people working in retail going, thank you very much for saying these things. And that stuff like Colorholic is getting people through these very trying times. And the little in Benwell is doing very well. And they don't let me steal that much stuff. So thank you very much for everybody. And I'm glad that we're all thinking about the retail workers during this time. So after that lovely, lovely victory by myself, I will go first this week. And I, mean, I could try being nice again and be like, oh, all the single parents having to realize how much fun having kids is. Now you have to deal with them 24 seven. But sod it, let's break it up and sort of like I'm kissing ass. I'm gonna put the Firefly Funhouse in. I'm sorry if that was one of your two ones, but again, I love this. I was not expecting to see this experimental disaster in the avant-garde, uh, apparently orchestrated by Jeremy Borash, who was instrumental in getting the final deletion in Impact. And it's funny now that they've just gotten rid of Matt Hardy. Now they're doing this crazy stuff. 
Yeah. Just to spite him, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they're also doing the the Brody Lee Vince McMahon jokes better than Brody Lee's currently doing in AEW as well. <laughs> which is like, like, yeah. So many many birds with one stone. I loved it. Um, big fan of anyone that enjoys that type of work. That very pretentious, but that's half the fun of it. Style of video editing and filmmaking. And a lot of fun. And a lot of stuff for people like myself who go, yeah, damn it. Bray Wyatt should have won at WrestleMania 30. He should have hit Bray with the chair and then they had the whole series rather than just him winning clean. And it was, ah, God, I'll, I'll probably rant about another hour and a half on it. So I'll just shut up and move on. But that is my pick. Ross, what is your pick this week? I don't know if I need to come up with one on the fly because I was originally going to go for John Cena after I read the reports that apparently a lot of what we saw in that match was down to John. Apparently they had something sorted out and then John was like, no, this will be better. And then they went and did what he was suggesting. So I was going to go for John Cena for that reason, but is that too similar? I'm happy to change if, if, it, if it is. What's your second pick? My second pick? I've got no idea. I'll have to come back after Jack. <laughs> Jack, what's your first pick? Mad Kurt, Matthew. Mad Ooh, Kurt okay. is my pick. Because, and I'm not saying I'm on his side or I'm on the side of the people he was winding up massively on Twitter this week, but it was entertaining. So Mad Kurt is a UK indie wrestler whose gimmick is, can you summarise it, Matthew? Git. Yeah, he's just an arsehole. <laughs> But an entertaining one, and then because he's quite sort of slightly built, when someone like Eddie Kingston or Dan Maloney batters him, it's really entertaining. Um, and he, so he's kind of torn British wrestling Twitter apart this week, and it's been so hilarious. And I'm getting, I'm not saying I'm on anyone's side, but Mad Kurt was the instigator, so I'm nominating him for the Hall of Fame. So I've missed this, Jack. So why don't you fill us in? Oh, have you actually missed this? this week? You've not I'm missed this. I'm really trying you? to avoid Twitter this week. Oh, there's my one God, thing right. I want to be doing in my spare time <clears> when I'm <throat> stuck in my house has not been on Twitter all the time. So what so did Mad uh, Kurt do? <clears throat> so Ashton Smith of NXT UK, he did a tweet saying like, WrestleMania 37 in Hollywood next year. <clears throat> Come on, head down. Let's get this. Blah, blah, blah. Mad Kurt retweeted it and put, ha ha. <laughs> Matthew's little giggle there. <laughs> Mad Kurt right. retweeted it and put ha which is just which is just awful. That, then what happened? Then Pete Dunn replied saying, not the way. Oh. Because <laughs> Pete Dunn's like the defender of British wrestling. I'm a big fan of Pete Dunn. I think he's class, but my God. So Pete Dunn replied saying, not the way. And then if you click on likes on Pete Dunn's reply, you see, like, obviously all the NXT UK, like, Tyler Bates liked it and all that stuff. They've clearly, like, it's like what happened to, um, what was he called? Uh, Sizem. It's like what happened to Justin Sizem, but Mad Kurt's mm. so funny. Ashton Smith replied to Mad Kurt saying, I don't know you well enough for you to make fun of me. And Mad Kurt replied saying, I'm Mad Kurt. <laughs> 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 and then this has kicked off this whole thing on Twitter where people have been like just ripping into NXT UK which is a shame for those involved but do you know, I don't know who this guy is Matthew do you know Snowboy on Twitter I do or how right. did he do he did oh, you know those things that WWE have been doing like those pick there's like a grid of nine matches it's like pick three like only okay. three can stay he did an okay. NXT UK one pick pick three <laughs> Five of them are Wolfgang, two are Joe Coffey. <laughs> like, 
all in different poses. And obviously there's like Americans in the reply saying stuff like, don't know who some of these guys are because it's the same, but it's like the same guy. <laughs> it's been amazing. Oh, it's been so good. Again, I'm not saying that I'm on anyone's side in particular, but I'm nominating Mad Kurt for Spark in this whole this whole oh. drama. It's been unbelievable. And it's nice to for there to be a British wrestling Twitter drama that I'm not like invested or involved in, so oh. I've really enjoyed it quite a lot. So Mad Kurt is mine. Yeah. Well, hopefully you heard Jack's explanation after for me talking <laughs> over it. Oh god. I thought you would have seen this. This is right up your oh, street, my God. Yeah. I love these crossovers. And again, try to explain to people, because not everyone gets this, like, what's funny about it. But, it's, you know, the fact that Ashton Smith is like, come on, lads, let's get it. And Mad Kerr just goes, ha Come on, lads, I'll be working security at WrestleMania. <laughs> I think the UK's not giving a round in a year. Anyway, Look, sorry. Again, I'm not saying, I digress. I'm not saying the worst bit of Matthew's that I, coming out now. Sorry, Ashton Smith. I'm not Smith, saying that I around. advocate the bullying of wrestlers who are very hardworking and stuff, but it led to some funny tweets like, yeah. <laughs> That's all that matters. Mm. Okay, Ross, please say say something. Unless my go... was your second pick. No, well, it might as well be. I'm going to go for uh, Ashton Smith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I think... <laughs> uh, I don't think you know him well enough to mock him, Ross. <laughs> I'm not mocking him. I'm, not, I'm putting him forward for the Hall of Fame for having aspirations of making the WrestleMania 37 card. Why not? Why, Why not? not, eh? There's you never know. dream. Someone's yeah. got to be on the card. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Why not Ashton Smith? I feel bad for nominating Mad Kurt now. The bully. No, this will be it. This will finally sort this out is the main what event. the audience actually pays attention to. Is <laughs> it just the, the WWE stuff? Is it the British drama stuff? Is it, why is everyone laughing at extra UK? It's a great brand stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to sign up just to, to patreon.com forward slash colorholic just to vote for Mad Kurt this week. I oh, don't take is, my word your, for it. That's your best segue, that. That was amazingly smooth. Thank you. But that, that is just really my opinion. Of course, the Five Five House was a, an amazing thing, as long as they don't do it again and ruin it. Ashton Smith, also a good thing that shouldn't be ruined. And Mad Kurt, who they'll make statues of when he's dead. Maybe they won't wait that long. Please, please, please go to cultaholic.com forward slash Patreon. Well, I should have just shut up after Jack said <laughs> you did such a good thing. Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic to cast your votes for one of those fabulous picks for our Hall of Fame. Not the way. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! What could possibly follow that amazing segment? Oh, I know. This week in wrestling. Smart so, <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'll put, uh-huh. put that that cold bucket of water. I'll put that fire out. SmackDown became before WrestleMania, so it seems weird to talk about it now. But uh, the three SmackDown tag title teams brawl: Miz and Morrison stand tall. They don't explain that Miz wasn't going to be the Mania match. And we'll do a final assessment of this at the end. Roman is officially pulled from the match and Strowman is put in. That's it. That's how they did it. And then Ziggler wrestles Tucker and zigzags him on the steps for a DQ. And then a mysterious hacker plays a video exposing Ziggler and Sonya as heelish allies who work together to keep Otis and Mandy apart. Who could it be? Must All right, well, the first two points are... The no, 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 it's Mad Kerr. It's obviously Mad Kerr. That's the hacker, isn't it? <laughs> The keyboard warrior. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> pieces fit. Anyway, so yeah, 
WWE did a thing where they pre-taped a lot of shows to get all their stuff out the way before Orlando officially banned all get-togethers, sporting, whiny, non-essential activities. So they pre-taped a lot of stuff, and I was on the assumption that WWE did have the ability to shove in a final thing at the end saying, oh no, Roman's out, or whatever, or do that video that they promised about Braun coming in. And apparently, no, it isn't that easy. I think I said on Facebook, it's not as easy as uh, you know a final last-minute edit of an A-level media studies project. It is a bit harder <laughs> to put these in than I thought. Or maybe WWE just being dicks, your mileage may vary. Um, but that was it. Really, that's all the thoughts I have on it, unless Ross has anything to say. Yeah, I just thought if, if they could have had Michael Cole going, and now Braun will be in, they could have put like, and here's why as well. That was my only thing. Again, we don't know when stuff's recording, when deadlines are and stuff like that, so you can't be too hard on them, I guess. Um, I, I just... I don't know why Triple H said that it was going to be a unique thing unless plans got changed. Because apparently Triple H was saying, like, oh, um, Roman will be pulled from the match and Braun will be put in in a unique way. And then it obviously just wasn't. So I don't, I don't understand. It sounds like there was an idea in place and then it got pulled, but I don't know. Mm. And now Monday Night Raw, which apparently was filmed immediately after WrestleMania, because apparently WWE was trying to get all the tapings done at once, and I've responded to Orlando saying no more tapings or sport and get-togethers by ignoring them and carrying on. Wrestling. Is that, is that allowed? I mean, if you're told not to do something and you do it and no one catches you, is it illegal? <laughs> Street Profits and Banker Belair beat Gaza, Theory and Vega after matches change and restarted twice. Ooh. Which is a nice way of getting Bianca Belair on the product, it looks like. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, <clears throat> fair enough. Um, I just... Usually, I'd be really annoyed about the whole restart the match, doing the whole Teddy Long thing. But in, in these circumstances, I can see why they'd want to waste a bit of time in a three-hour show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Ross? You point out I'm much the same. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would work. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was good wrestling, wasn't it? It's just, yeah, it's good. I don't know what more you say about that. Yeah, good Ooh. stuff. Go on, good luck to you all. There, there well, we go. Yeah. Speaking of, I thought try and, try and do finger point and serve just Ross. <laughs> Person who will speak next. Alistair Black and Apollo Crews go half an hour. That's right, 30 minutes out of nowhere. Wow, that's nice for that Apollo Crews lad who's just signed with the company. Uh, Ross, what do you think? <laughs> I, that, my main thing was Tom Phillips' excitement. I was thinking, where's that come from? Based on what we've seen for the past five years of Apollo Crews in WWE. He is a good wrestler. I just There's, there's nothing for me to get behind character-wise. So I just, it, wow, you can do a moonsault off your feet. Whoa, why? Oh. Um, but the, the most staggering thing during that match was the commentary table, which disappeared. It just went away for some reason. Obviously, you can see it in the background of shots. And it just disappeared for some reason, and they didn't think to fix that. So God mm. knows what happened there. But it was a good match, all the same. Well done to Apollo. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to him. Um, I thought it was, yeah, it was. It wasn't even the, like the longest match that happened this week. Most weeks it would be newsworthy, but this week it just sort of happened. But I'm glad they both got a chance to go out and wrestle for a long time. Uh, I think I know how Tom Phillips kept all that energy, Ross. Every time they showed an advert for five-hour energy, Tom Phillips would take one. <laughs> Comes a lot of them this weekend. And he'd need it because Nia Jax is back and she squashes Diona Peraza. Oh, butchered that name. Her opponent to celebrate. <laughs> Diona Peraza, the right. virtuoso. Yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, let's Yay, move on. Naya. We unlock a special secret WrestleMania post-show match. Ooh. Do we, we need to speak about Nia a bit more, don't we? Because she's been, she's been a bit to. sassy. They were doing a oh. five-way. They were doing a five-way call. There was her. There was Renee. There was Paige. There was two Alexa. more. Yeah, the two more people that I can't remember. And she was Alexa saying how uh, <laughs> Nia Jax was saying how she had to go to management to complain because somebody kept hurting. Alexa Bliss in the ring during their matches and nobody could work out who she was speaking about, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, it was Ronda Rousey, yeah. <laughs> oh. I can oh, hear, I can hear your bloody thing in the background. That's why I laughed. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. So between Jack's probably... headphones and your elect- device, we've got ourselves <laughs> a new Toy Story film. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Be... I didn't hear about Naya talking about Ronda. Has there been any yeah. fallout from that yet or...? Presumably, I just thought it was a bit mm. devilish of Nia just to go. I'm not going to mention any names, but here's clearly who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nia loves a bit of drama, doesn't she? She does. I don't know. Okay. Aye, but she's Maybe. got Paige's finishing move now as well. That was, I think, the note from that match. Just doing the old ramp. Was it called the Rampage? The Rampage. The Rampage oh, DDT rampage. thing. Or Joseph Connors's. What was he calling it? The Don't Look Down. The Don't Look Down, DLD. Joseph Connors, who will be helping to make WrestleMania 37. <laughs> we unlock a special secret WrestleMania post-show match. Say the thing, match. Jack. Say the thing in response to Matthew. Ha ha. Is that the thing? I'm mad, Kurt. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Drew uh. does a full entrance again. 
after beating Lesnar to have an in-ring interview. And what should happen but The Big Show, star of that Netflix show, The Big Show, who challenge him to a match immediately. Hey, Drew... give it its proper title, The Big Show Show. I've watched 1.5 episodes of that, and I'm never going to get that tied back. It is the worst <laughs> the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't believe The Big Show put his name to that show. It is a di- I don't know if it's intended for kids. I presume it is, but it's a different level. It is unbelievably bad. Your dad's The Big Show? <laughs> the only bit of it I've seen is someone cut a bit out on Twitter and went, right, this is the only bit I need to see. And it's like someone saying... Well, I'm not just a washed-up wrestler, you know. I did do films, and it cuts to oh. him doing a screen test, and it's him with a big hat and glasses. Goes, "Hello, I'm Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> Can I keep that?" Hat? And it's like, "Okay, that's all I needed to see. Thanks, lads. Thank you." Oh, there was another bit on where the Big Show's making a sandwich, but he's singing a song while he's making the sandwich, and he's like, "Oh, it's Daddy's sandwich." I put the It's just so cringy and bad. And he walks into another room, and then someone's there. He turns the light on. They go, "Ah!" And he goes, "Oh!" And he tips his sandwich on the floor. It's that kind of stuff. It's just horrible. Because I was watching it, thinking, "I'm going to get. I'm going. I'm determined. I'm going to get to the bit where Rikishi and Mark Henry and Mick Foley are singing Backstreet Boys. I'm determined to make it there." I couldn't make it there. I had to give up. <laughs> and you're the optimist of the group. So I'm that's a- fine. <laughs> if you want to watch it, that's your opinion. That's your fault. Don't come to us, I think. Well, they're off yeah. there, I'm sorry. But the point was, Drew retained against Big Show that some reviewers gave high high marks online because they said there was high drama because we were legit scared. They would put the title on Big Show. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, it's true. It's just true, isn't it? Aye, it was aye. an alright match to be fair Big Show yeah I, th- I thought it was alright for what it was it was there just was a bit near... near... sorry continue oh there was a scary near fall with the chokeslam I thought he was going to win at that point but sorry what are you saying I just thought it was weird how this wasn't framed as being on Raw because it was like Raw after Mania 101 wasn't it like new champion comes out for a promo impromptu challenge let's have a defence it's like that's what happens on Raw after Manias normally Ross, it's because Tom Phillips and the other one could talk about, wow, no one has ever won a title at WWE and then less than 30 minutes after they've won it, someone has challenged them for the title that they just won. And every I knew, like, he went, are we just trying to forget WrestleMania 9 didn't happen? Yeah. 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 Don't know what they were going for. Don't care. Didn't watch Raw on Monday or Tuesday for that matter because I just watched two days of WrestleMania. So I only watched this this morning. And it was as good as you guys said. So let's move on to AEW. Who also shouldn't be running events, but kind of are. I don't know, it's a bit weird. Anyone uh, found out the location yet? Because it's it's a secret, yeah. isn't it? They haven't, they haven't told anybody. The the one uh, from last week was found out, but I don't know if they've moved to a new, new one. It's like the Weed Will Not Divide Us flag. I don't know if I want to stooge them out and say where it was, though. God. Are you want you break the news on this podcast? Who said no, it? I, like? it, was reported, it, it was reported in the Observer or something. Oh. So I can probably I, say it. Yeah. It oh, was PW, reportedly... PW Insider said it was in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I read that it was um, last week's was in QT Marshall's gym facility in Georgia, the state, not the country. To Mary Ketspire's barn. Yeah, that's right. He's just booting the outside of it. <laughs> and next week will be on Dana White Island. <laughs> the... the Isle of Wight? Hello. No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Yes, it's me, the mayor. 
Uh, well, he was making jokes about me having erections on his live stream of WrestleMania, so I'm allowed to have a go. Wow, he's not beat that joke in the ground enough. Well, he, well everyone still loves it, apparently, so there we go. Sorry. No. Hey, Gru gets that sweet, sweet clout, yeah. Hikaru Shida beats Britt Baker in an untouchy, brutal match after Britt's nose got busted open. And this match was the best match I've seen from Britt Baker on AEW so far. I was very impressed, even without the nose bleeding everywhere. Jack, what were you about to say? We've Were you at that? Yeah, me and you both went to that um, Fight Club Pro with the Death House special ring. Yes. Jimmy Havoc and Clint Margera and all them diving off. So I'm fine with death matches, right? But if there's one thing that makes me go, oh, it's nosebleeds. So this match was a struggle for me to watch. I was, oh, it was awful. It was so grim. It was so grim. But she did really well improvising and looking really scary and sick and, you know, twisted. Um, I think Britt Baker's doing fantastic recently. Good for her. Ross. Yeah, I didn't get her as a baby face, but since she's turned heel, she's got better and better and better. And yeah, that was the best match that I've seen from her ever, I think. One thing, can I, one thing, Ross, have you noticed this, right? Twice now she's done it that I've noticed recently. Hikaru Shida, she whips her opponent into the ropes and then immediately does a drop kick and misses. Like, before they've even had a chance to hook the top rope and stop their momentum. She whips them. No, watch I've out for it. that, no. I will watch now. Out, watch out for that. It's, it's jarring. <laughs> Shades of the great Pachiti in South Shields. <laughs> He's popped the boys. No one's going to get it. Hey, go. Oh, yeah, that wasn't on the. Th- oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Lance Archer and Braley win squash matches. And then Best Friends beat Omega and Naka 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 Hazawa in a match over who were the better best friends. It was over the best... name, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It was over the rights to the name. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Best happened. Friends won. I yeah. thought this. It was an all right, kind of like half comedy, half serious match that would have been like, eh, whatever. Jericho and Tony Skiavone on commentary made this show. It was all right at best. And then these two just going at each other. It was Jericho. Yeah. She said, oh, it goes for the over the top rope. Tope, also known as the house show dive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit ways I'm going to cut a bitch when he's speaking apart with a fork in his tights. <laughs> I'll pull a fork out and cut a bitch. <laughs> That was the thing. He was he was throwing those lines out all night, but he was also being very complimentary about everybody. So he was do, he was benefiting everything, wasn't he? He's good at it, that Jericho fella. Yeah, yeah. He's been a silly bugger and doing commentary, and Tony was trying to keep up, especially when Nakazawa did his oily thing where he puts the oil over the dude and then rubs him against the top rope. It's probably was it the hentai slide. So Tony <laughs> goes, "Ooh, hentai." <laughs> do, you think to, do you think Tony knew, or do you think Jericho had tricked him? Honestly, can't tell. He's a method actor, oh. not Tony. Yeah. Like Andy Kaufman. <laughs> I'm worried for Tony. I feel like he's the butt of every joke backstage. I feel like everyone just rips into him. What a great butt it is. Matt <laughs> Hardy challenges Chris Jericho to an elite deletion match at his compound. Uh, I don't know. There's just no need for the silliness in wrestling. There's pre-recorded nonsense there. <laughs> and then Cody the pressure's on now, though. I was going to yeah. say, like... Oh, the pressure's on Matt Hardy to pull something up his ass there. Did he mean to say Santina, though? That's the question. I don't think it matters. <laughs> <clears throat> and Cody pinned Sean Spears with a figure four. Yes, that's right. In the TNT Championship tournament, which was way better than the previous match. And I enjoyed it, even with the tables and stuff. It was weird seeing him get pinned. I've only ever seen the get pinned with a figure four, when he's like, I'm completely knackered and spent. I can't possibly 
And this one passed was like, out from the pain. No, I'm in pain. He was just doing this. It was weird. Yeah. It's like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, what do you think? I like the match, and I like the Death Valley driver over the top rope through the table and all that. But yeah, the finish wasn't for me. If he passed out, that would have made more sense. But poor Sean, he's lost again to the man he can never be. That's Cody Rhodes, by the way. Thank you, Jack. Ross? Yeah, very much the same. Weird finish. I thought it was a good matchup until the weird finish. It was like, yeah, how do you not? He was in that much pain, he didn't realise he was getting pinned, even though Aubrey was there going, one, two, <laughs> three. A bit ah. weird. Yeah, a bit weird. But good all the same. And on the other channel, NXT. Uh, they're pre-recorded Io Shirai, winning ladder match. Didn't read that very well, did I? Become the number one contender to the NXT Women's title, so I can't wait to see her lose to Charlotte. But <laughs> my, oh my, what a match. These women were throwing themselves through the ladder and tables and everything else. Uh, Mei Yim and uh, what's her name? Given the other one. Lots of women in NXT. Uh, given the powerbomb <laughs> chokeslam combo off the top rope. That's the important bit. Not me forgetting the names. Yeah. Um, Tegan Knox. I hope she's all right because she went through a ladder because yeah. of that dirty Dakota Kai. Dirty Dakota. I don't know what that was. Sorry. I was Welsh. Um, yeah, it was Welsh. I've had not. I've not had a chance to see NXT yet, so I'm going to have to take a back oh, seat. Oh, you are not... in for a ride. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> what kind of ride? Yeah, not, not in that way. Fake taxi. <laughs> Michael Bivens' tag team are called In The Share. Michael Bivens? My heart oh, right. Bivens. <laughs> so it it's Stokely Hathaway. I meant Stokely. We'll get sued. Yeah. That's Malcolm Bivens of the gang Imperium, corner uh, Ryan Sutton. And they squash Everrise, the tag team formerly known as 3.0 from Jakara. I used to love them. nice to see them. Yeah. Yeah. That they'll um, do yeah. their defense chant clap thing, but this was just about making Indus share. Probably not pronouncing that. They said to say Hindus share on commentary, but I'm not sure if that's just Moro. Maybe I've spelled it wrong. I don't know. Anyway, maybe we'll blame Moro. Yes. What did you think of the? Let's let's talk about the main event because yeah. God, because God. We didn't see it after a very long week of crazy things. Gargano versus Champions, the last straw, and finally tears wrestling Twitter apart. I have not seen... Oh, lots of lots of tearing apart on wrestling Twitter this week. <laughs> but um, I did not go on wrestling Twitter and see what the uh, result was. But I know just me. After the Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match, and after two days of WrestleMania and Raw and everything else, I was just not ready or not wanting to watch another cinematic match. Especially not one that had none of the coolness factors, none of the Metallica music cues or druids. Or it, took itself, it took itself very seriously, didn't it? Right. It was just taking it to itself too seriously as a, as a match in a ring. Just shot like, ooh, God, I wish I was doing something else other than wrestling, Kevin Dunn. And I did like the ending, but these matches really have become self-parody. The fact is, yeah, we're going to have a finish after doing 35 minutes of whatever we want. And if I was doing a parody of Gagano versus Champion, it would probably look exactly like this match. Yeah, so. there was the hand bit. That's one of the bits that people have isolated on Twitter to laugh at. Um, when Gargano reaches for Champa's hand and Champa goes, no, and pulls his hand away. Uh, <laughs> apparently you can hear the drone when the drone shot on top of the lorry. Apparently you can hear like me. 
which is weird. But yeah, I don't know. Vanguard one make the cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it ended and it did like, like oh, finally Champa's like, Gargano, my friend. And he's like, ah, I'm working. And then his last kicked him with the balls and they left together. Yeah, and, <laughs> and apparently, if you look closely, you can see Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux watching on from a car. Yeah, I've seen that bit, yeah. Yeah, so that could be a mixed mixed tag feud in the future. I yeah, suppose. if you can listen quietly, when you, you can't hear it because the drone drowns it out. But you can hear Cross honk his horn going, hurry up, man, McDonald's will be shut soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, lots of wrestling this week. Um, I think I'm full for a bit. It's one of the reasons I've avoided wrestling Twitter. It's just because I don't care about wrestling. Give me a few days and I'll come back to it, all right? But Yeah. I think that's all the wrestling that happened this week. Unless something's going once. No, no. Going twice. Yeah, definitely. And that's the end of the segment. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to have a look in our little old mailbag. Number one. Hi guys, hope you're safe. Enjoying day 2748 of quarantine. I've lost count to be honest. I get what you mean, pal. My question is in regards to Meltzer's comments during and after Randy slash Edge match. Insert if it was in AEW or Tokyo Dome, it would be good joke. Uh, there you go. While I agreed that the match was too long, I didn't feel the need to be an asshole about it and make disparaging comments about it. I'm going to stop there. Um, what did Belter say? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> we no assume he was very negative about it. Okay. Right. Uh, do about, you think which, that... about which match, sorry? Edge and Orton. Oh, he, he compared it to Chinese water torture. <laughs> Chinese what? He cut out? Water torture. Oh, my God. It's mm. a bit extreme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not very fair. Chinese water torture is in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> um, do you think that Dewey sometimes gets unfairly treated or the criticism by journalists and fans is blown out of proportion just because they're WWE while companies like AEW get more free pass for their decisions cheer guys Sebastian from Poland oh, thank you very much for that hmm. um, there's a lot of stuff to unravel there uh, honestly Meltzer's, the weird bit about Meltzer is he's both a new source and a reviewer so, because he's such an established uh, source of news, people for years, and apparently even 2020 people still do, treat it like, oh, if Meltzer said this match was three stars, then that is, that's that's news. It is officially, like, uh, Hulk Hogan has joined the NWO and that match was two stars. Like, those things, to some people, are still quite concrete. So, that's one thing. Do you think that we uh, get some fairly treated... It's all subjective. I get criticism for saying I like AEW and not liking Dewey that much at the minute, but six months ago, AEW wasn't very good. And Dewey was probably all right in the better of the two. So it's all subjective. You can like what you like. I'm rambling. Ross, say something. It's, a, it's the whole tribalism thing. Because just from a personal point of view, like I, I, when I do my reviews... I try to be like, oh, if that's good on one show, it's good. If it's good on another show, it's good. If it's bad on one show, it's bad. Bad there, it's bad. But I get called an AEW shill and stuff like that. So it's this whole tribalism. I don't get it, me, the whole tribalism stuff. But uh, if Meltzer didn't like it, that's fair enough. If Meltzer did like it, good for him. But, yeah, I, I don't know. WWE does get an unfair... Cause I, especially reading Brian Alvarez's Twitter during WrestleMania. I was thinking, <laughs> how are pal? Yeah. Oh, come on. Come off it. Come on. Yeah, yeah I think WWE do because just because 
all if you're top of the the food chain like the big company the big all the be all and end all you do get that no matter what field you're in so i guess we do get it because they are the biggest name in the the game aren't they so i don't know but you, you just if something's bad and you don't like it just say that if it's good no matter what company it's for just stick by that that's what i reckon yeah Jack. um i think that sometimes it seems like two of the same thing have happened in AEW and WWE, and then WWE gets criticised for it, and AEW doesn't. But I think when that happens, people isolate those incidents when really it's because AEW generally, in my opinion, have been better at long-term storytelling. So when certain things are built to, it pays off in a better way than if WWE did it, because they aren't as invested in long-term storytelling. But on the whole, I think, yeah, it's all subjective, isn't it? Um, Yeah, that's my answer. Oh, and I don't mean to call him out, but there was a lad I'm going to know. There was a lad on our um, Cultaholic Facebook fan page who was just, just when Matthew was speaking about people taking Meltzer's word as objective truth. A lot of people do that with Cornette now as well, for some reason. Yeah. And one lad was saying like, when was the last great Young Bucks match? When was the last great Kenny Omega match? And people were saying, probably that tag match, pal, the, the really, really good one from the last pay-per-view. And he was saying, the only good one in that match was Hangman Page, who could be a star if he was marketed well, which is exactly just Cornette's opinion. He's parroting in Cornette's opinion. Yeah, Weird. I agree with what Jack says. I'm so, was Joe, if you're finished, me or you might cut off. Yeah, I am, I am, I am. Okay, cool. Yeah, it is weird nowadays. Obviously, you can read the Melters and the Cornets and the Alvarez's and the other world, and even, by God, the Brandon Strouds, if you're that way inclined. But it is weird when people go online and go, well, this, 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 and they go, you're just parroting. You didn't come up with this. No, no, no. I, I definitely this was an outlaw wrestling mud show, man. Like, <laughs> you're 15, you don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre to see. And uh, you have to also appreciate, um, of course, Meltzer and other people may be more inclined to say nice things about AEW. Um, they actually treat journalists, or wrestling journalists, whatever, uh, with respect and give people like Meltzer comps so they can go and say nice things because lots of other things do that in the world like media, music, other sporting events, and it's been all right. It's only WE that goes, damn it, we'll have to sign a journalism. Journalism. And make him say what we want him to say. So, oh, Ryan. Big Rye. Rye Dog. Rye Dog Millionaire. I wasn't going to say the name, but if you want oh, to say right, that's okay. fine. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. Two, dearest and rarest, Mr. Mafu, Regal Ross, and juxtaposed Jack, my new best sense. friend, the Iron Sheik, won't shut up about Hulk Hogan, specifically when Hogan told him that he, quote, own Sheik won... And what he did on his dumb reality show, and but then turned around and never returned his calls. His incessant rambling did raise a question for me. What angle was cut off too early and should have gone longer? One that immediately springs to mind is Shawn Michaels and that jabroni Hulk Hogan. Love to hear your thoughts. You guys have continued to publish great content in these trying times, and it's always therapeutic to put on my headphones and listen to said content, especially because my roommate screams whenever he talks. Thanks. That's from Will D in the Birches. <coughs> Thanks, Will D. Thanks, Will. See, ah, some people have a cornet quote in the ears. Some people have the Iron Sheik. It's all, it's all subjective. <laughs> so, what quote? What what feuds have been cut off before they should have carried on? I mean, other than the Ashton Smith Mad Kurt feud, <laughs> I can think of right now. Unless uh, I'll let Ross answer first. I haven't got an answer. I can't think of one. All I get out of my head is Corbin versus Ziggler, that feud that went on for 25 million years, which is the exact opposite to the question being asked. Jack? Um, I'll go for Cena versus Roman Reigns. 
Do you remember that? Because Cena and Reigns had a blow-off match at like No Mercy or something, when blatantly that could have been a WrestleMania main event, and I don't understand what happened there. I don't really get it. So that's mine. Mine is Cena versus Roman Reigns. Was that more to do with Cena's schedule getting less and less? Yeah, and but... It was like I, the only time they get the chance to do it, well, so they, they did it. Well, they should have done it again. I'm sorry. They had that thing, didn't they, where Cena raised his hand? Yes, that they did. That was the end. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. I'll, I'll go for Daniel Bryan's heel turn. That was cut short way too soon, I thought. There was a lot more miles to get out of that. You know what? That's Fair such enough. a good answer. I will agree with that one. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Fuse cut off. I'm sure I think some later on, but whatever. Question number three. Diddle high, diddle low. Hello, lads. So the other day, I was catching up with AEW when I hear five-star wrestling Hall of Famer Jake Hager's theme song and immediately realised how I absolutely hated it with all my heart. Not in a way that I think it's just a bad song, but more in a way that made me want to listen to Bree Mode on loop just to cleanse it. I know it might not be as bad as I make it out to be, but that's how I feel. Anyway, my question is, is there anything in wrestling, move, song, superstar, which for whatever reason you hated unreasonably? Cheers, lads. Thanks for keeping us smiling in these questionable times. P.S. Sorry for the Stuart Little reference at the start. Jose Valencia from Mexico. That's what it was. Little hi, little ho. Little I, hate I hate that with a passion. What sort of a family greets each other like that? <laughs> you hate Stuart Little? Oh, the way they walk in. One of them's like, little hi, little ho. The other one's like, little hey, little hair. Oh, it's, no. It's no, human. No, no. I don't care human. who it is. Okay. Nobody acts like that. Are you telling me you go back to Jarrah and you're like, I little hey, little hey, and then your mum's like, little ho, little ho. <laughs> little king, big king. Because they're called the littles, aren't they? They're the little family. Okay. To be like, king hey, king ho. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a fan of that at all. Yours would work really well. Twiddle hey, twiddle ho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but irrational hatreds, on the, on the theme side of things, Kelly Kelly, doesn't get any worse than that in my opinion just the very noise of that is too much for my, my head to take which one was and hers holla holla oh yeah I thought you were oh, doing the Stuart no. Little again <laughs> oh no no not a fan of that theme at all and wrestlers for me it was always when I was younger it was Edge as a baby face sort of 2002 that sort of era Edge don't Rob know what Zombie. it was a Rob Zombie era Edge I don't know what it was but I just I couldn't there was oh, I wanted to wring his neck. Oh, Edge's himself. Obviously. I thought you meant Rob Zombie's theme, but you mean Edge's. Oh no, Edge I, himself. I, just himself. Like I don't know what it was. I just don't know whether it was like the the long trench coats or whatever it was used to just mm. get me going. Fair enough. Mm. One Good of you, option, huh? Jack. You go. When I was a child, I, I had a. I think I've told this story before, but I was scared of the angle where Kai and Ty cut off Val Venus's. You know, I was scared of it. Um, so I hid the VHS tape from my little brother and he found it and he didn't care but I was really scared of it so I'll go for and since then I've never really been able to enjoy Val Venus or really Takamichi Noko I was scared of him for quite a while because of that angle because he betrayed him didn't he I think so I'll go for Taka and Val there we go Matthew it's weird this is one of these things I must have had a million different things for people you hate or things you hate in wrestling and I can't think of any right now I'm very much at peace with this yoga okay <laughs> damn it like someone asks you what do you hate I'm like oh nothing right now 
NXT UK. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Imperium. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Imperium. Okay. How dare they? Imperium, we have been together for years with this name in this group. Oh. It's like, no, Rinkamp was good. Anyway, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Imperium and Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, but the scene the where the, bag... oh, go on. the boat race scene's fantastic, though. Honestly, even as a kid, I was that one person watching it going, wait, wait, what? why is no one talking about you? He's a talking mouse. Why is think... everyone just acting like it's normal? It's never addressed. That's what I, I thought they were going to explain. He was in some sort of freak lab accident. And it's just, nah, it's just a mouse that talks, we're going to adopt him. I think that boat scene race was one of my favourite two scenes as a kid. Like, one of my favourite two scenes in any film. There was that one. And the the car chase in Tomorrow Never Dies when he controls the car with his phone in the back seat. That's mint, that. Anyway, sorry, carry on. What's so special about the boat race? Because Stuart gets on the boat. I was a little boy. I thought it was, I thought it was thrilling. Please, please, please send your questions to mailbag at colaholic.com. <laughs> and now it's time for the ever controversial Reese's Pieces, the segment we regret coming up with. All right, fellas, thanks for all the videos. Definitely a lift in the time of isolation, and the podcast is always a great listen. So thanks for keeping it running in these circumstances. For a Reese's Pieces suggestion, I thought I'd ask you to pick between some classic comparable matches. Fastest thought, first as always. They've timed it this time. That's nice. Thank you. All right. So we'll go around. Uh, Jack, Ross, Matthew. I think that works. That's how it looks on our Discord. Number one, HBK versus Taker at WrestleMania 25 or HBK versus Taker at WrestleMania 26. I'm going to go for 26 because of the build and the story and everything. 25. Uh, 25, easy. Right. Don't even compare his matches. Two, TLC 1 at SummerSlam 2000 or TLC 2 at WrestleMania X7? I can't really remember the SummerSlam one very well, so I'll go for the Mania one. X7. X7 is the one I'll stick with, even though I've, I saw SummerSlam 2000 years later and went, oh, crap's all over that. But WrestleMania X7 is the one I saw first. Okada versus Omega 1 from Wrestle Kingdom 11 or Okada versus Omega 4 at Dominion 2. Oh, Dominion 2 out of 3 falls. The first one. Is the first one the one that went an hour? No. That was the second one. That's okay. not on this. <laughs> yeah. One of them. I've, cool. I'll go two or three falls because it's rare you hear a crowd that loud the entire match. So, hello of an event. Hello of a Sean. Foley versus Orton from Backlash 04 or Foley versus Edge from WrestleMania 22. <sighs> oh. The Edge one because of the fire spot. Backlash for me. Edge and fire. Because someone pointed out, I forget who it was, maybe it was Pachini, so I don't know. But they did that. All Foley had to do was land backwards. Edge is the one who had to spear and go face first into fire. So I've never really thought about it until last week. Mad Osprey Edge. versus... Well done, Edge. Osprey versus Takagi. Oh, God. Is that you Takagi? Takagi. Shingo. Say oh, Shingo. right. I don't know who the, hell, who the hell's that? All right. Yeah, Shingo. Who calls him his surname? Anyway, Osprey versus Shingo, uh, Best of Super Juniors Final 2019, or Osprey versus Kushida, Best of Super Juniors 2017. Oh, uh, the Shingo one for me. 
I've only seen the, 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 the ladder, so I'll go with that one. I don't think I'll select either of them. So I'll pick both. I'll go for Osprey versus Kushida in the final of the What Culture Pro Wrestling Pro Wrestling World Cup. No, go. the Prestige <laughs> ruined that. How dare the Prestige get involved? Trashing that million dollar trophy. <laughs> well, we discussed it before. I swear I've discussed it with other people. Was it the the alleged the alleged allegations, shall we say, that people in that company were kind of wanting Osprey to win? And they were trying to hint that, hey, New Japan, have you changed your mind? And New Japan were like, are you kidding? No. I don't know anything No, Kashida's winning this. I, I don't know. Heard that. On that level, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh. oh, yeah. What am I talking about? No, no, yeah. You've got that. You've got those little forms you signed. Why am I bringing this up? I'm no, no, no. We literally, we're, we don't actually no. know. Like, we're genuinely oh, I wasn't okay. involved in that. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I hear you. Omega what? on Page versus Young Bucks at Revolution or Golden Lovers versus Young Bucks at Strong Style Evolved? The AEW one was amazing. Loved it. Revolution, yeah. I'm going to go Strong Style Evolved. Big fan of the Golden Lovers. Gargano versus Champa unsanctioned at TakeOver New Orleans or Gargano versus Almas at TakeOver Philadelphia? Ooh. Uh, the Champa one, but just... New Orleans, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go with that one as well. But I don't want to see it ever again. There's a subtle hint in NXT. Uh, Bret Hart versus Bulldog at SummerSlam 92. Oh, Brett versus Owen. Steel Cage at SummerSlam 94. Oh, the 92 one. Wembley. 92. Yeah, 92. I'd... Come on. Whether you want to or not. <laughs> Daniel Bryan versus John Cena at SummerSlam 2013. Or Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania 35. Um, The Kofi one just for the moment. It was really good. Yeah, Kofi. Yeah. I'll go with Kofi because Brian had already been champion by that point anyway. So it wasn't a, it was a big moment, wasn't a huge moment. Kofi's was a huge moment. Men's Royal Rumble 2020 or Royal Rumble 92? Oh! <laughs> right. I'm going to get some heat for saying this, but oh, I'm not as big a same. fan of the, I'm not as big a fan of the 92 one as a lot of people are. So I'm going to go for the 2020 one, unfortunately. As good as this year's was, I'm going 92 just because of Bobby Heenan mainly. Nothing's touching Rumble 92 for me, I'm sorry. Uh, and Jack, how can you say that? I mean, did, did Meltzer yeah. already say that opinion on Twitter this week or not? What are you talking about, Matthew? Um, no. Um, I, I remember re-watching them all for a list once and I genuinely enjoyed the 1991 a lot better than the 92 one. The 1991 one's my favourite old school Rumble. It's a good one. But you're wrong. Curtis Jack versus Triple H, Hell in the Cell, or Mankind versus Undertaker, Hell in the Cell? Um, oh, even though it's not really a match, the King of the Ring one. Yeah, King of the Ring. Now I'm going with Curtis Jack versus Triple H because that's the show that my dad had to ring me up before school and go, <laughs> oh, yeah. did, you, did you hear the news? <laughs> what? Well, Curtis Jack put his, his, his career on the line. So he's going to beat Triple H. He goes, son, I'm really sorry to tell you this. He lost. And then is it Finley Martin? Isn't it Finley Martin who was like, he lied to the oh. fans? And then he came back three weeks later at WrestleMania 2000 and Finley Martin would remind you every single month in Boston <laughs> that he lied. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Asuka versus Ember Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn 3 or Bailey versus Sasha at TakeOver Brooklyn 1. Oh, Bailey versus oh. Sasha. Yeah, Bailey, Sasha. Yeah. Is that still the best women's match of this like revolution era? Might be the best women's match ever. 
I've not seen many of the big uh, legendary Japanese ones, though. Only one I can think of was Asuka versus Nia Jax, where they had that like one-month run where they booked Nia Jax exactly as he should have been, and they had this really good match at, I believe it was Elimination Chamber. Do you want to talk about? No. Not oh, yet, it, no. Was, it was Vader versus Sting. <laughs> it was Vader versus Sting, however you say it in English. Um, remade. Loved it. Right. I'm rambling. Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens at Royal Rumble 2016 or Dean Ambrose versus Triple H Roadblock 2016? Uh, the last man starting match with Owens was fun, that one. Yeah, the Royal Rumble with the chairs, the Tower of Chairs that like it hurt. Nah, I've got soft spot for the Ambrose versus Triple H match. So I'll say that one. Trish versus Lita, Raw main event or Sasha versus Charlotte. Four's got anywhere match, Raw main event. Oh, I like that Sasha Charlotte one with the finish over the crowd barrier. Yes, that one. Was that where someone lost in their hometown? No, I don't. I think Sasha won. Did she? I'll go with Trish bed. Lita. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that one. Flair versus Steamboat at Clash of Champions 6 or Randy Savage versus Steamboat at WrestleMania 3? Me. I've never seen Flair versus Steamboat. I need to watch that match. So I've got to go for WrestleMania 3, but only by default. Yeah, default for me as well. 3. I, I love the Flair versus Steamboat series. Even if it didn't draw. Uh, yeah, love that much. And Bret Hart versus HBK Iron Man match or Lesnar versus Angle Iron Man match? Oh, Lesnar versus Angle all day. Lesnar yeah, versus Angle. Yeah. Yeah. Hart versus Shawn Michaels Iron Man sucks, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Volta versus Bait at NXT UK Takeover Cardiff or Volta versus Pete Dunne at NXT Takeover New York? Um. Oh, that's really tricky. I'm just going to go for Pete Dunne and Walter, I think. That one was class. Cardiff, hands down for me. Yeah, Cardiff was amazing. And WrestleMania Not the way. Thir- <laughs> WrestleMania 30 triple threat main event or WrestleMania 20 triple threat main event? 20's a better match, but 30's a better moment. Yeah, the so, moment of 30. Yeah, 30. Uh, they can still show the the main event from WrestleMania 30. So that's my answer. The Shield versus Evolution Extreme Rules 2014 or The Shield versus Wyatt Family Elimination Chamber 2014? The Wyatt Family one was better, I think. Yeah, same. Wyatt Family. Yeah. Styles versus Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom 10 or Styles versus Cena at Rumble 2017? Oh. Oh, I can't decide. Oh, I can't decide. I'll go for the Wrestle Kingdom one because it was their last match in Japan and then everything changed. End of an era. I'll go for Rumble 2017 because it was Cena's best match. I'll go Rumble because I didn't watch Wrestle Kingdom 10. And if I did, I don't remember it. Thanks again for all the entertainment. It has definitely helped me get through some hard times in the past. Thank you very much for saying that. And that's Pete. Thank you, Pete. Cheers, Pete. If you have any sensible Reese's Pieces or some daft ones as well, depending on how slim of a week it's been, please send well, them hey. to Mailbag at Cultaholic.com It's Cultaholics The Question Wow, what a great podcast it's been. What a long podcast. What a long, tedious podcast it's been. And the big question this week, is cinematic wrestling the future of WWE? Oh. Cinematic wrestling meaning more like Firefly Funhouse, Boneyard and Chamber vs. Garno Part 39. Not the rundown or see no evil. Ross, any thoughts on this? Uh, I'm worried 
because as we've seen with WWE in the, the recent past, they see something they like and then they do it until nobody can like it anymore. So my worry is they've seen the reaction, the good half of the reaction at least, uh, to both of these matches and they're going to think, oh, we need to do more of this. Whereas no, it should be once or twice a year. That's what. That's all you need. So that's my worry. They're going to just go too far, too fast, and just kill it before it's got off the floor and going. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's a bit of a worry. I think it's the new fandangoing, is what cinematic wrestling is. Um, I think that they'll they'll probably like as Ross says, they'll probably hammer it for a bit. It might even be looked back upon as a bit of an era, a bit of a weird era. I think we're about to enter into a really weird time, even when fans come back. I think it's going to be very strange. But I don't think... I put out a tweet the other night saying, like, do you think in about 50 years' time we'll look back on real live wrestling as barbaric and unnecessary? And some people got a bit cross at my suggestion of that. Um, (laughs) But I think that it'll be a bit of a phase and then maybe it'll fade away again. Matthew? What Russ said, less is more. I am the more for trying it again, but as a special occasions only thing. So, um, by that I mean, of course, who is it benefit the most? The Undertaker. <laughs> you know, that, that, that's what we want to see. I want to see silly CGI Undertaker going, you thought you could mess with me? <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And they can CGI when he falls over or they can put him on ropes and string him up like El Cid and have him rocking and rolling. Yeah, I like that idea. Every week, um, Lord, no. Every month, no, 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 no. But for the Undertaker appearances or when the Saudis ask for Yokozuna and they can CGI, recreate him like Tupac live on stage, then, yeah, I can see a, a bright a bright future for cinematic wrestling. Do you think... It should... Sorry. Or do you think there'll be like a Legends division like they have in football, like Legends matches, where they'll be... They get all the old lads in, do a Legends rumble. Fantastic. I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, like it, yeah, technology awesome. progressing there. We can have the Saudis can have great. We want Andre versus Bruno, uh, Ricochet versus Gorgeous George. Yeah, the works, lad. The works. Ricochet versus Gorgeous George. <laughs> only happening. Matchup. Only happening <coughs> on Dana White Island. Have <laughs> <coughs> uh, uh, got any more thoughts there? It's not I was just, just going to say. Answer. Oh, go on. The very earliest we should see another WWE cinematic masterpiece is Survivor Series. No earlier. Hmm. Undertaker's Taker's 30th anniversary well 30 yeah you know what I mean uh, him and Bray I would do proper silly bollocks that's how you pass the torch and write Undertaker off if he doesn't want to come back anymore hopefully remember when we I said that so. about that match in 2014 <laughs> no we didn't someone did and any closing <laughs> thoughts on that Jack um I'm not obviously a big fan of the cinematic stuff, but I have to say that it was a welcome change for a little bit, wasn't it? A little bit of fun. Can't wait for it to happen again and again. Lovely. That's my thoughts, yeah. And that's all we've got time for, haven't we, in this fantastic mega edition of the podcast. And then finally, Jack and Ross can get some sleep. (laughs) Until then... Next week, we'll join you for more Coholic goodness. You can, of course, subscribe to patreon.com forward slash Coholic and send your lovely questions and Reese's pieces and random thoughts that come into your head to mailbag at Coholic.com. For myself, Matthew's Kitchen, Matthew's microphone, and this cup of tea I've been drinking the entire time, I'd like to ask you to put your hand in front of the webcam, like this, whatever. These bits don't really work, but we'll do them anyway. 
And after the count of three, say join us. One, two, three. Join, join us. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from.